NBA basketball fans, welcome back to the NBA Playoff Banter Podcast. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk, what else, some NBA hoops, and we have a whole lot to discuss, whether it's uh, Steph cooking up 50 points, closing out sack in Sacktown, uh, whether it's the Suns Denver, Nuggets up one zip, that's interesting. We got the Lakers and Golden State. I mean, obviously, they'd probably rather have them in the conference final, but the league has to be really, really happy at that. Um, Jimmy Buckets, although we don't know where he's at with his ankle, holy cow, has he been going off. Speaking of going off, Giannis went off. Um, and, you know, for the most part, I get what he's saying. I agree with it. But 10 and 23 from the free throw line is not going to get it done. So we'll talk Nick's Heat, of course. Uh, Philly, Boston, um, Embiid, will he play? We don't know. There's hope for game two, but it doesn't look all that good. It doesn't look all that good. Um, so, yeah, well, we're going to talk about all four second rounds preview and predict. We've only had, um, you know, two games so far played out of these series. So um, definitely looking forward to this stuff. We'll get into it in just a second if this is your first time listening to the NBA Playoff Banter Podcast. Welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash ropeadope radio. However, you don't have to go to Blog Talk and ropeadope and download the show there. You can find this here NBA podcast for the playoffs under ropeadope radio at Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Player FM, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Spricker, Stitcher, a host of other places as well. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to GruelingTruth.com and Sports News 24. And one more thing, get your TV together without the hassle of cable. Direct TV stream, stream the best entertainment in sports, starting with 75 live channels. Save $120 over your first year with any of the packages, plus buy the direct TV streaming device, no annual contracts, no hidden fees. Plus, learn how to get premier channels included for the first three months with qualifying package. Sign up today, direct TV stream. Okay. Let's go ahead and bring in my co-host, Marshall. Um, there's no secret that he is a Golden State fan, which adds an extra layer. Um to the game stuff, game seven stuff, obviously, and and now we got you know a, a rematch that hasn't happened quite in a while between uh, you know LeBron and Curry. It's been quite a while since we've seen that. However, we did see. Well, I suppose we saw it in that one play playing game two years ago. But other than that, it's been a while. So that's a really interesting matchup. Of course, we're going to talk game seven. We're going to talk about. You know, what's happened to get here as far as all these series a little bit, but we're definitely going to focus in on previewing the Heat's, you know, Heat in the Knicks and obviously Philly and Boston that just tipped off not long ago. And then the Sun Denver, which is 1 0 at this point. What's going on with you, my friend? How you doing? I'm having a good day, man. Uh, this coaching year has been long, but it it's, continues to bring success, and that's obviously why I moved down to Texas to have fun co- coaching moments. So that's uh, that's been fun. And when we do our show next week on Monday, 
I will be talking to you in a, a Caesars hotel room because I'm going to Vegas for a week. Uh, so next week we'll be doing our podcast, but I'll be out of uh, Texas and in uh, Sin City, Nevada. And that'll make How long are you going to be there? Uh, going to Vegas for a week. A full week? Yeah. Man, that is gutsy as hell, dude. Did you take out a loan or like, wow? Well, the w- one positive is my uh, best friend Ian, who even on he had every year, you know, different jobs. You have to earn like, you know, uh, uh, credits for the year. You have to like re re uh, revamp your uh, skills or whatever. The, yeah, yeah. There's a lawyer annual retreat, and it just so happens to be in Vegas. So right, right. we have one week in Caesar's Palace comped hotel. Oh, that's so great. He said, hey, just get so the now ticket. Now you'll have more money to gamble. I was talking about from a gambling perspective, like, damn, dude, a, a week in Vegas is a lot of chances to win. But, wow. Yeah, but if you get cold. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a, it, it, I try to keep it positive, but golly, like, even if you win, you're not going to win the whole week, you know? Yeah, you know, because Vegas, they'll get you some days. They will, whether it's the it's the craps table or it's it's bad luck or, you know, it's the alcohol. Like, they're going to sneak them on. You see, it, it'll be a longevity test. Uh, yeah, I think so. So, the, the, so the, do you the, guys have, like, a – how do you get this time frame? Do you guys, you're done that early from school? No, I'm just but, taking a week off. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, now, unless, unless our softball girls now – if we upset uh, Wakeland Frisco, then we would still advance, and then I'd have to cancel my Vegas trip. I would say we're probably a, a plus seven hundred underdog. This team has a really good pitcher, a couple pitchers, a couple good hitters, but the the magical ride my girls sure. been on it. I'm not saying no, but if I was to have to cancel the trip due to a massive upset, eh, you know what? That that make it worth it. I did get a refundable ticket, so. Right. Next week, there will be a story either way, Chris. And in the two weeks from now, when I'm back from my week in Vegas, so there will there are for sure be stories then, my friend. I mean, stories <laughs> slash nightmares, whatever you want to call them. Um, you, yeah, you, for sure. There's a, there's a 20% chance in two weeks you're doing the podcast by yourself. <laughs> well, I can already hear it on, like, the last day or two. Well, I got this bet. If I hit the seven bets, it'll, it'll act like I've never even been to Vegas, you know. Uh, all right, game seven, Sacktown, Golden State, 58-56 at half, Sacramento leads, and then the third quarter comes along. And obviously Steph isn't far behind in that. 35-23, to and then even 29-19 to in the fourth quarter. Steph goes crazy. First 50-point game in a game seven. Shot uh, 38 field goals, 20 of 38, over 50%, hit seven threes. They did, the stack came out 42, like, isolation pick-type plays. 42 of them. And they threw it back to the early days of this, you know, of this uh, of this great, great era they've been in. Because they used to just isolate, isolate, then they started to, play together so much that they started to move the ball magically and still have to this day. But they said, we are going to Steph. Um, and, and obviously, he got it done. Sabonis probably had his best game of the series. But I would definitely say he played down 
uh, from the regular season. He's got all these crafty moves in the post that we just didn't see a whole lot of. Very, uh, he's a tough guard because you think you got him, you think you got him, and he does this little weird thing where he can get his little half a hook shot off and whatnot. Just a headsy player. Sabonis kind of played down, but like I said, had it. I thought his best game of the series, but obviously the headlines read Steph goes for 50 and uh, sets the record um, for, you know, points in the game seven. We saw this two years ago at 49 with Durant against Philly, and lo and behold, uh, well, actually, he wouldn't have said it if he hit that three. He wouldn't have said it because it wouldn't have went to overtime. Now, I think about it. And then Luca as well, got to like 47. But Steph goes off, down to zip. Your squad gets the job done, my friend. I I really did not think there would be a game seven. Um, this is a veteran team who normally takes care of business at home. So I was incredibly surprised to see them play game six and just play the way they did. Uh, just because, again, they're a veteran team and the Kings aren't. But to tip the cap to the Sacramento Kings, they did force a game seven. And, hell, at halftime, I think it was, uh, I believe the score is 58-56. So, um, <clears throat> much like when I was a Warriors fan about ten years ago, when I remember them getting knocked out by the Clippers and the Spurs, um, I think this could be a step in the right direction for Sacktown. I think if you keep De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk, plays like he did play in the playoffs like they have a good young team Chris and I I think for once just before we get to go on state like this team actually has a chance to, like be respectable again like they had they had a, a a 15 or 16 year playoff drought but now you have like an elite point guard you have a young team around him obviously the better you get you'll add more veterans as you go but honestly I was just impressed with the fight that they showed I really thought that with Golden State being the veteran team, that they, the series wouldn't go to seven. And hell, not even go to pretty much in the halftime, where if you're a Kings fan, you're believing, hey, we have a chance to win this thing. Uh, Fox showed that he's going to be a hell of a guard, and he's young too. So a tip of the cap to them. I think it's one of those things where you would Defense, you, though, they definitely got to improve at that. Yes, I, I they do. And I think that they showed the Warriors that, hey, we can score on anyone. But And, and the Warriors obviously did give up a lot of points. Uh, but Sacramento also, I, I believe Sacramento had the highest scoring team in the NBA this year. But defensively, yeah, they're still a work in progress. So, again, props to them. I, I thought they gave a good fight. But at the end of the day, uh, Clay, Draymond, Steph, those guys have been doing it for a long time. It's really hard to beat a veteran team like that. And if you want to go bucket for bucket, cool. But we're going to have faith that we have the guys can outduel your guys. Now, four or five years from now, Steph and Clay and Dre, that are pretty much all done. So, you know, their time will come. But for the Warriors, um, you hit on some bonus. I got to give Looney a ton of props. Obviously, Steph was the mastermind that took over game seven. But for the whole year, you really did hear about how the Kings have an overall solid team and about how Sabonis, like since he came from Indiana, has had a great year. He really... And to his credit, yeah. he did. I mean, we're not taking that away oh, from him. no, not at all. No, the guy's had trans here. That's why I want to tip my He's cap. He's frustrating as hell to play, you know? Yeah, I, I've tipped my cap about five times. I'm out of hats. Um, but I, Looney just, he played his ass off, even in game one. 
yeah. made Sabonis work. Like there, Sabonis never got into a rhythm, and that's one of those things where if you're a box score person, okay, how many points did Luis score in the series? Who cares? I mean, he got a couple, but his defensive, uh, his defensive imposing on Sabonis really nullified Sabonis's game. And if Looney doesn't shut down Sabonis, Sacramento probably wins the series because Fox and Monk went off almost every game, but Sabonis never got on track. And a lot of that is credit to Looney just for working his ass off down low. And again, Looney, does Looney have the skills Sabonis has offensively? No, but defensively he made that guy's life hell. And it became, well, if Malik Monk and uh, Fox miss a shot, well, who's the next guy up? And they do have a decent amount of role players like Harrison yeah. Barnes and Herder and all that. But you you just said that was a good presence. So props to Looney. Um, again, he's not, he hasn't been around as long as some of the other guys have. But it was just a game where third quarter, uh, Steve Kerr made a couple of adjustments. Curry finally went off, <clears throat> and they took care of business. Clay wasn't exactly his best game seven. I think he had a you know little – but he's also older too. So, hey, at the end of the day, I'm happy the team won. Now you get a super, super fun matchup with LeBron versus Curry. I think that's going to be a ratings galore. Uh, but, hey, as I was saying before the show, and it could happen this year, I think it probably will, the Golden State Warriors, with Curry coaching them, have never lost a series in the Western Conference playoffs. Like, they've lost in the finals, but that crew is now 19-0. And could the Lakers beat them? Sure. But it's been a hell of a run when you've not lost a playoff series with your coach in your conference. And, they survive in advance. Props to Curry. He didn't have his best games in Arco prior in Sacktown prior to that game seven, but he saved all of his best shots for game seven and reminded people that, dude, I'm still pretty effing good. Yeah, man, no doubt about it. And uh, real quick, we're going to get into game one, of course, with the, the Knicks and Miami and whatnot. But, uh, I mean, Jimmy freaking Buckets. Uh, we'll talk about his ankle roll and all that, but holy shit, we had another 1-8. Um, you know, it's the fourth team with the best regular season to lose in the first round uh, since 1983-84. Um, clearly the coach. The, uh, sixth ever one seed to lose to an eight seed. Yeah, is it that many or five? I think it was um, six. I think they were the sixth to ever do it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um. And a lot of that came down to fourth quarters, obviously. I mean. Yes. Who outscored by fifty-five in the fourth quarter in the series? Outscored by eighteen in the clutch time of Game Four and Game Five. And, and you know, like I said at the top of the show, overall, in the long run, as far as the whole career goes, I understand what Giannis was saying. And, you know, of course, he's got a right to say what he wanted to say. He's a little frustrated. Um, but then, you know, so I get it. I get it. A lot of, a lot of Magic Johnson had a rough playoff series. Shit happens, you know. And we were just talking about Curry. Curry's had some games where it's like, ah, you know, um, in the series. We, we, we actually, before we hit record, we heard about, you know, we were talking about OK City and Clay going off. Um, and, and some of that time, Curry was on the bench during that time. Shit happens. It's not the end of the world. However, you still went 10 and 23 from the free throw line. And, uh, you know, there was that time where he was having 
major issues, and they started one, two, three, four, five of them. They started counting them down because he liked to kind of take his time and, and really, you know, get his free throw mind together. But he did kind of go over that, not kind of. He did. He broke through that and um, and was able to be pretty good there. But big, big upset. And then, you know, talking about game one in just a second. But what would you think about that series to then just, I mean – Jimmy Butler, dude. I mean, this guy takes it up a notch, and, and he may not be a top five player in the regular season, but he's a top five player in the playoffs. Yes, and to use one of my favorite quotes in sports, I was like, "He's a bad man." Like that—that's true. That dude, holy shit! Like, ah. and he never shoots three pointers in the regular season either, but he's good for like one or two a game. He just—he was unguardable. He. And then he makes a circus shot where he's like almost in, in like a chair-like position, catches the ball with like three seconds to go, and does kind of like a windmill hook while like literally sitting in an invisible chair to tie the game. And then with <clears throat> nine tenths of a second left, the Bucks stupidly inbounds the ball for like a full court shot and miss it, but they had a timeout. Like my biggest thing from this series is the fact that Budenholzer is one of those coaches who even even prior years before we when we've been doing this show he's he's got the reputation of he's stubborn he doesn't make changes he 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 is he is what he is he's a black and white coach i we do things this way and if they suck for us they suck for us but i'm not going to make changes and just the details that that tell like it tells me that like that kicked him in the butt again this the series you you blow a 15 and 13 point fourth quarter leads and it's like part of that's coaching. And, and close just, out games too, like you had to have them. Yeah, and that's just like, dude. And again, to, if we're talking coaching, Spolster is a better coach. And like, dude, I just play it like you got out coached. Now, again, obviously players play. It's not all Budenholzer, but I think this was an example again of dude. He he got that's another like an X on the board for him. Like, just he's a stubborn coach. I'm not going to change. Well, shit, man. I, maybe maybe they don't bring him back. Like to me, this could be one of those losses where, like, you know, I, you had the best regular season record, and again, another year where you showcase that. You now again, a, pl- a combination of players and coaches, but you got out coached by Spolstra, hundred percent. I just it, it seems to be a common theme, Chris, where when the Bucks go out, and and I feel that it, I feel it's true about him because I don't hear that said well, by a lot of others. He stuck to his guns the whole time, even when they. Uh... One at all, they still were doing what they always did. It just yeah. Giannis switched up his play a little bit and learned how to do what he did. What he can do, he brought everything he can do and stayed away from his weaknesses. Yeah. And the only reason I kind of harp on this more for Budenholz is because he's one of those coaches right here. A lot of people like Zach Lowe on ESPN, like people say like he's a stubborn coach. Like, so I re, I repeat in our show because you don't hear that and he about did have some off-the-court stuff he was dealing with, I'll say that. But he's had a long track – because I know people are going to jump on that part. But he's had a track record of this. Yeah, it's just – I just – like, you got to be willing to adapt. Like, that's the thing where if, if your system's not the best, how can I change it? And it's just another chance where he, he didn't make changes uh, and his team struggled. And obviously, I did hear also, speaking of ESPN – that there were reports that Giannis, like, after game four, like, in the locker room, his back was hurting him like a bitch. So 
I obviously okay. Maybe he he was he was a hundred percent. Yeah, he, I, he, he I, took I'll, a bad spill to where he couldn't play in that. You know, some of those games. Too. I'll, I'll give him. I'll give him props for going out there and getting out because, as we know, not every NBA player in the league is one that gets it out through injuries. Is with that just is what is. So superstar. Well, he, I he mean, did his when best. you come to playoffs, I mean, I most most do. You're right, but so the combination of your guy being hurt, your coach not making adjustments. Meanwhile, the other team's coach is a veteran. Uh, who I think is better, and Jimmy Butler like just did insane things. Like when when Tyler Hero broke his head for Game One, you're thinking, okay, I, I hell even on the podcast, I think we I picked, I think I picked the Bucks to win it in. No, five. I thought the Bucks would win it. Yeah, even but knowing they lost uh, Game One, I still thought they'd find a way. And yeah, with Hero out, and I mean just that that Heat team, man. Again, but like I said on the podcast, wrap up this point that kind of just covers it all. This is the most veteran team besides the Warriors in in the league they, they've had a coach there forever they've pretty much had the same team forever Pat Riley doesn't I mean I'm, I guess I can't say he doesn't make splashes because they have like LeBron D, D Wade Chris Bosco, I think but, the Clippers are more veteran but they don't they don't play together so but they do a good job of like preaching like family nucleus like you've had Spolster and Riley there for a long time and they have a good established franchise and they, they keep the people in there that they want. They draft well, and it just showcases that again. Because hell, no one in hell thought they were going to win that series. And hell, they were a thirteen, a thirteen and a half point underdog uh, when they won uh, that game to close out. So hey, props to Jimmy Butler. That dude was unguardable. Um, they did. They were a bit surprised that Giannis didn't guard him. He was like, "Well, Budenholzer didn't tell me to." It's kind of one of those weird things where like. And even if Max Harden, you do, I think it's one of those things where as a, a player, like, dude, let me do it. Like, that's one of those things where you got to be the alpha and say, coach, I got this guy. Like, I, I, and I don't want to miss, but I'm pretty sure it's some of the point where, well, Budenholzer didn't tell me to guard him, and AI, I just, other guys are trying, and obviously we have, you know, other defenders, but it's like. Ultimately, that's a coach. That's a coach move, yeah. though, because you got to do that. But let's, let's stop talking about Milwaukee, okay? Fair they're enough. Out. Okay. They're out. Okay. Hey, they're hey. out of the playoffs. And. That adds to this rivalry, and it's been pretty, the last two times have been one-sided smackdowns. If you think about it, you know, like yeah, they, you know, they Milwaukee slapped them around the last time they were there in the playoffs. So I can't wait. Maybe it'll be next year. Maybe it'll be the year after. But I can't wait till these teams face each other. So I bet you that'll be a seven-game series. Speaking of a seven-game series, potentially anyway, uh, uh, the Knickerbockers, right? New York Knicks, Miami Heat, the Knicks have no problem in their first series, really. Uh, just no. took care of business, no problem. We don't even got to talk about it. They actually were taking care of business in this one, and they didn't have, you know, Julius Randle going off. He, he's got a sprained ankle. Of course, the, the major injury we'll talk about potentially here is another rolled ankle, but the, the Knicks came out really strong. Um, up 32 to 21, and even 55 to 50 at half, they did kind of let them get back into that. Instead of having like a 12 or 13 point lead, they did kind of let them shrink it. Um, so, you know, I thought that was big. Um, and, and it's funny because early on, the thing about the Heat is when they're not hitting their threes, they can look pretty shitty. You know, and, and Bill gets a little dry. Yeah. And Bill Simmons, uh, he tweeted like, 
21 threes in the 21 and 20 minutes for Miami. Their clear plan is to jack up threes in the third quarter and let Jimmy take over in the fourth quarter. And then you look at points in the paint in the first uh, half, 40 to 20 in the favor of the Knicks. I mean, it was crazy, but, you know, 40 points, right? I just said 40 to 20. They only had 10 in the second half in the paint, and they were 5 of 12 in the paint after going 20 of 42 um, so that shit, all of a sudden, you know what I mean, just really flipped on him. Um, you know, Lowry, Lowry was huge off the bench. That third quarter, once again, kind of like the uh, the uh, Golden State game, 31-20 to 20 right there. Lowry and Jimmy in the fourth quarter. Love playing quarterback. Um, you know, nice 7-0 run, kind of gave him enough uh, cushion. I think it was 13 to 7 on three points overall, but the last few minutes they just hit big shots. They played solid defense. They got little strips, just the hustle plays, um, and then obviously Butler fully rolls his ankle and has to play decoy in the corner. That'll be interesting. Some people say, well, that evens out the series uh, because Randall's not really healthy just yet, and, and you know. Tibbs had Randall playing deep into a game that didn't need to be in the last, like, two minutes. Um, but, hey, you know, the Heat got up on him uh, one zip, my friend. Just like they did in the Milwaukee series. Hey, if if you win the first one on the road, Chris, that makes shit so much easier. Or, or the old cliche of a, a series doesn't start till a road team wins. Well, Miami Heat now have this series officially started. And if they go up 2-0, like, you know, they got to be playing with all the confidence in the world, too. Again, veteran team, even though Hero's out, and you assume Butler's going to find a, hopefully find a way. Like, this is just an experienced team that has all the peace. I'm not going to repeat what I just said. Um, but speaking of injuries, we, we've, I think we've had enough rolled ankles this playoffs. Like, we get, got to get that shit to stop. Um, but I, it sounds like Butler would – I think Spolster said today on ESPN or said yesterday that, like, they're going to go day-to-day and see what happens. Um, all Butler said was your old his ankle. Clearly, if he's off the court, um, he can make up for Hero being out. He can make up for a lot of guys being dinged up. If Butler's out, that's a whole different team. Uh, I, I think that if, if Butler and Randall are both out with the home court uh, – persona that Madison Square offers the Knicks, I do think they'd be able to win game two. Um, you did mention do my friend. Do you rest about, him? Well, that's, because yeah. you have till Saturday until game three. There's a three-day break. Yeah, I, I think you if it, if it's not if he's not uh, good enough to go for game two or if he'd be kind of 80% Butler, I think you rest him. If you lose, okay, hey, you're going back to home one-to-one, which is all you want to accomplish as a team, okay? And you have a, a healthier Jimmy Butler. So, and again, they, yeah, I, I would. I would. It, In five it, days without having to play a game, it's got to help. It's got to it, make it the best shape it can be. Yeah, and as long as it's not like a severe sprain or a high ankle sprain, like he's probably, he's probably going to be okay and good enough to go. So I'm with you. I would rest him. And I think, speaking of the series, I think the Heat are a better team. I think the Knicks team, speaking of like um, a, of a team like the the Kings, they're young. Like the Knicks have, this is the most success they've had in quite a while, much like Sacramento. This is a, a growing team going the right direction, but they don't have the veteran or the games played that uh, the Heat do. And if Randall's banged up, um, again, who's going to 
who's going to carry them for a whole series against Miami? Like, you know, I, I know that obviously Brunson's good, but is he going to be able to take on Miami by himself? Highly doubtful. So I and do Randall is questioned. Sorry, questionable. He's questionable for game two, Randall. Fair enough. So obviously if he goes, whole different story. Now again, is he going at 70% Randall or 80? You know, the ankle, they're so tough to predict because they could be out game two, but then back game three. So hard to predict that, my friend. But I will take the heat if Butler and Randall are playing to some level. If they're both out, then I lean towards the Knicks just because Butler's literally been taking that team on his back. You're talking about out, 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 like the whole series or just in this game? I, I well, I'll say this: if if Randall plays more games in the series than Butler does, I favor the Knicks. Sure. If if, if Butler's if Butler takes off game two and he's back game three, I favor the Heat just because I like Spolster, I like Butler, and I just think like again, they're just a, they've been there more often. But All I right, but we got to pick one. We got to oh, pick one. No, I'm take, I'll, I'll take the Heat in six. Heat winning in six on their home court. There we go. I got uh I I got the Heat. Um. At least six, I wouldn't be shocked at seven. Can they win two games on the road? I, I do think Jimmy's going to miss this game. So I'm kind of already doing the one and one. So, yeah, yeah I, I could see six. I could see six, maybe seven, but I, I, I'm with you. I could, I could definitely see that. That, that would kind of, that would kind of line up. Um, and we will get, I mean, to be honest with you, like, Philly and Boston with Embiid, there's there's all sorts of reports. Obviously, we know he's not playing. Um, you hear reports that there's a slight tear. You hear reports that they're hopeful he can go. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're hearing a variety of stuff out of there. I mean, uh, Wojo just said they're optimistic he could possibly return by Tuesday. Um, or wait, that's wrong. Yeah, that'd be wrong. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be Tuesday, right? Or wait, wait a second. Or, They're playing tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. back to practicing this week. Yeah, mate. Well, now it says. I think it, this might be just someone faking. Oh, okay. There's optimistic well, yeah, possible return for game two on Tuesday. Yeah, that he, maybe yeah. he just mistweeted it. Okay. Either way, we've heard a variety of stuff. You know, we've heard a variety of stuff of that, and like about his knee, and it, I, I just don't think if it was even a slight. Here's a little. It says a L LCL sprain, typically four to six week recovery. Um, I'm told it was pleasant surprise if we were able to play in the first two games at you know, against Boston. So sure. it's, it, who knows? Who freaking knows what it is? Um, I didn't like their chances of winning this anyway. I thought <laughs> they could push it to six, maybe, maybe, maybe seven. But uh, Philly, to me, you got Harden in Vegas slapping somebody up and Jimmy doing a late-night workout. Where does that tell you where the mind state is, uh, you know? No, of, of of that type of thing. Obviously, Jimmy's not in the series, but just, you know, they made a big deal about Jimmy, a late-night workout when he's going to play a day-afternoon game in New York. And Harden, you know, oh, I got some days off. Cool, I'm going to Vegas, you know. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. don't go to Vegas yet. Like, come on. Then he, but, you know, what it turned out to be, his intro, his little uh, wardrobe that he had on, I think that's what he had. He had to go to Vegas to get that outfit that he just showed. 
you'll see the outfit uh, sometime today, I'm sure, on social media if you haven't already. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't really want to spend a lot of time on this series, to be honest with you. Uh, I like Boston in five. Um, could that, I don't know. The only thing is sometimes that subconscious letdown thing, oh, they don't have a beat tonight? Okay, cool. They kind of let Atlanta go an extra game. They did. You know, so is that play into it? Um, that's why I'm saying maybe they could – it's not just a gentleman's sweep. I think Philly can get one, but um, – and it might be tonight. You never know. Um, but I, but I ultimately I got Boston winning, and I don't think it will be seven, but for sure I got them winning. Yeah, I, I do think that they might sneak away one or two just because you keep hearing – I keep hearing reports about how this Boston coach just doesn't quite have – he's not as successful as Udoka. But if we're going to compare playoff success with Doc Rivers, well, yeah. So I don't know. But, yeah, I don't think, Chris, that uh, Harden and Maxie can carry the team. Obviously, if Embiid's there, a different story. But Harden and Maxie are going to have to go off. And either one of those guys has an off night. Who Who's your go-to piece? So, yeah, I think this series starts off to a Boston, especially with Embiid out. And then it, it goes five or six. Uh, Boston did take the foot off the gas against game five at home against Atlanta, which was obviously unexpected. But, um, yes, I'll say – I'll say they, they battled pretty close in that sixth game too. Yeah, I'll say they take their foot off the gas a little bit. Maybe there's still a little bit of coaching weirdness. Who knows? I'll take Boston in six. If Embiid comes back, hopefully it's a good series. It's another year for Philadelphia where, hey – Trust the process. Like, it's just another year where they haven't made the Eastern Conference Finals. So it just – I shake my head because that team every year gets hyped, and they still haven't yet to make it close to the uh, final championship round. And, you know, most of it has to do with Embiid's injuries. True. <laughs> for being yeah. honest. Or no, poor play yeah. uh, from somebody, usually not him. Usually he's killing it, and then shit goes wrong. And he only, only seems to really get hurt come playoff time. Like, normally in the regular season, he has the numbers, like, for an MVP stat season, and then come playoff time, he gets hurt. So, part of that's bad luck, but you do got to be around to make noise in the playoffs. Well, and when you're a big and you keep getting hurt, it, it usually keeps happening, man. It's harder True. to, you know, it takes longer to re- recoup and all that, usually. True. Big anyway. anyway, game one, the first game of the second round, which – you know, for the first time ever, we got ever we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight uh, in the second round, which is pretty interesting. Um, we also have, uh, you know, some. We got all of them. I think are involved in the top. What was it? The top. So in the top twenty of markets, sports markets, all of them are covered in this one. So they they gotta like it. Like I said, would they rather have the conference final? be Golden State in, in, in the Lakers? Well, of course. Sure. But, I mean, this is pretty – it's a, it's about as good as you're going to get uh, when it comes to that. But game one, um, you know, much was talked about um, two years ago when Phoenix was really – you know, when Paul got there, they, they, they went to the finals, speaking of getting hurt. Uh, um, but the pick and roll and, you know, just destroy – Paul and, and, and Book just destroyed Jokic in that drop coverage. He hates, he's not good at the drop coverage. Um, in Denver in general, they got pretty school on that. A lot of people, and that is true, but a lot of people forget Murray didn't play in that series. Um, 
So, you know, Suns were up uh, just by a point. Um, the Nuggets in the second quarter, 37-19, and 19, never looked back after that. Durant had a very good game all around except for turnovers. Um, Phoenix didn't get a whole lot off the bench when it counted. Uh, at least they have pain back now. I think that's good. But the story, you know, Jokic, even, he, you know, almost every other game, he doesn't shoot really well from the percentage from the field when it comes to playoffs, or at least th- these playoffs. But he still ended up with 24-19, had five assists. Um, Brown was their big guy off the bench, 14 points. He played pretty well against the Timberwolves in game one. And, but the story is Murray, you know, six threes, um, six for 10, 13 to 24, nine assists. That two-man game between Jokic and Murray and Aiton in drop coverage, it's going to be interesting because, like I said, a lot of people like to go back to the CP3 book just destroying and pick and roll Jokic. And no doubt about it, they did. Um, but you see now Jokic is – you know, coming up on it, they're not doing the drop with them, right? They're doing the high wall more and putting them out there, and and he, he plays a little better than that. He's never going to be a great defender, but he plays better than he does in the drop coverage, that's for sure. And also, you know, the offensive part, to have that two-man game with Murray and Jokic is going to be tough to stop. So all of a sudden, Aiton is going to – they had him in the drop coverage. It's going to be interesting to see – how this one plays out, but either way, up one zit. And just looking at it from the names, you mentioned a lot of superstar names. Um, I heard a, a good uh, breakdown, I guess, and I just wanted to share that with you because the breakdown I heard was um, if Murray, or sorry, if Jokic and Katie cancel out, okay, and Murray and Booker cancel out, who's got the better team? And then I really don't even think it's close. And at least especially for game one, because role players play better at home. Like the Denver squad compared to the Phoenix squad. And this is a Phoenix team, Chris, who we, who we documented in the first series was pretty much seven deep. And those couple bench players that you yeah, six out of those seven getting all the minutes. Yeah. And so if, if you, if, again, if Jokic, let's just, let, let's just say for an example, let's say Jokic and KD cancel each other out each game. I think that Denver wins this series pretty easily. And again, if you're Phoenix and Jokic, or I'm getting all my names. If, if you're Phoenix and KD or Booker have an off night, like who, you know, cause Denver, you got, you got, um, you got Aaron Gordon, who's still a good ass player. There's a, you have Aaron Gordon, you have Michael Porter Jr. You have a team that actually is more than too deep. If you're Phoenix, you got to hope on every given night, Chris, that Katie and Booker probably drop a combined 65. Now, can that happen? For sure. But I just think that there's too many pieces. And I obviously do think it does hurt that you didn't have the longevity of the season to play together. And Chris Paul is not quite the menacing factor he used to be. Now, is he still a good point guard? Yes, he still obviously is a good floor general. But the Chris Paul from two years ago, when they had their great chance to get a ring, that's not the same guy that is playing now. So I just think Denver's overall a better team. You could argue that Jokic and uh, maybe KD's the best player in the series. And a lot of times the NBA, Chris, the team with the best player in the series wins. I just don't think that's the case. 
And I think if you're Denver, man, this is finally your one chance to maybe actually make the finals. Um, I'll still never forget the time when, when it was the uh, Jokic-Murray, that bubble series against uh, – God, who was that against? Utah. It was – yes. Oh, and then – went for Jok- 50 twice yes. in that series. Jokic and Murray against Donovan Mitchell, and that was so much fun. And, and since then, it's kind of been like, damn, Murray's hurt, Jokic is hurt, the bench players hurt, Michael Porter Jr.'s hurt. This is about as healthy, Chris, as Denver's ever been. And on and paper, they played a lot more minutes together. They're a fine-tuned machine on offense that's played a lot more, as we know, than Phoenix. Yes, and, and as we know, this is they're again they're finally healthy. Like, this is, okay, so you've had three or four years where you have, normally you have the best record in the West, but your boys are healthy. Again, you got a, a pretty fucking good starting five. You've always had a great home court. Last year, and, Murray didn't play, and he didn't play in the playoffs two years ago. He hasn't yeah, played in the playoffs since 2020, the bubble. I think again, people that, forget about that. That And that Murray-Jokic pick and roll, or what their two-man game yeah. is freaking, it's deadly. It's tough, man. It leaves you wide it, it open. It is. And it's just the fact that Jokic, who you said sometimes a bit off from the field, is an incredible passer. He's kind of like Draymond. Like, he's a, a, a passer that's – he's a big that's a very good passer. That's hard to defend because obviously he can still take you off the dribble. But, yeah, this is a healthy team. I think they'll take care of business. Now, if these teams play again next year, maybe a different story. But for this year, I like Denver to advance. I, I think they take care of business kind of quick. Um, oh, Okay. I, I, I'm going to be a big about five at home. I, I'm going to say, sweep? yeah, gentlemen sweep. I'm saying oh, Denver wow. Nuggets in five. Are you in Vegas right now or no? Okay, I just nope. to <laughs> but but I will be. I'll, I guess I'll have to I'll have to be better than in person. Well, that, by the time we get to Vegas next week, Chris, it's going to be four zero. Three one. I'll tell you what. Um, like you said, we definitely documented. Can they? make it that long with that many minutes with the veteran players, especially Durant in KP3, but that's it, or CP3, KP3. They they got a KP, it's just on the other side. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that's well documented. We all know, like I said, having campaign, uh, you know, campaigns back. That's nice. Champagne campaign. He's nice. He's a good player. They're going to need him. Um, but this, I think this thing is going six or seven at least. Um, but can they go that long? And even book playing forty plus minutes every game, if that's the case. If that's the case, that's going to be tough. Now after after tomorrow, or no, yeah, after, well, no, tonight um, they do get a three day break, and that's going to be big. Just in general, that's going to sure. be really big. Uh, for that Phoenix squad, no doubt about it. And another thing is Phoenix needs to get to the free throw line. They have to get to the free throw line. However that is, they got to do it. They got to do it. That's a, that's a big thing. Um, you know, my Timberwolves only won one game. They were very competitive in some other ones besides game one, obviously. But they did get them into foul problems, and that is the Gordons and all that, too, and Jokic. If you can get, it's tough to get fouls on him, uh, Jokic, because he can just elbow all he wants and it's good to go. Uh, but you know that's what happens when you win MVP. I mean, I'm not, I'm not you know, I'm not yeah. freaking out on him, but it is true. I mean, 
it's tough to get him in foul problems, and it you know it's tough to uh, guard him because he does all this crafty shit. He gets the you know right when you think you got him covered, he finds someone open, whether it's a cutter, whether it's a guy you know corner three, whatever. I am gonna go Phoenix in Game Seven though. I think it's gonna go Game Six or Game Seven easy. I oh, think so you got that, Phoenix winning it. I got Phoenix winning okay. it. Okay, all right. But I, 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 I'm not super confident about it. But yes, I, I, I do. I think Denver is getting very underrated though, because like I said, they are a fine-tuned offense machine. And are they great at defense? No, they're not. Are they very good? Not really. Not necessarily. That's what we're going to have to see if they can withstand that. Um, but yeah, man, it's 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 going to be a great series. I like it, and you know, this is the time we talked about it too. This is the time to get Phoenix. You know, you got to get them now because uh, you know they're they're going to be tough to beat next year if they're healthy. And obviously, now we come to the granddaddy the best of for last. Speaking of rest, the Lakers, by closing it out early, have four days rest. And as we know, yeah, Golden State uh, has some vets that need rest. But, you know, LeBron is the the oldest of everyone. He needs rest, you know. Plus, they played in the plan. Let's not forget about that. Um, Yes. You know, that makes a big difference uh, because Golden State already kind of got their four- to five-day rest, um, which they won't have any rest in this series. So, well, you know, we'll see how the games go. Sometimes you can sneak some rest into a fourth quarter or whatever. But let's hope not because let's hope it's a great series. Um, you know, Looney and Draymond, you know, is that going to be enough for, for Davis and uh, Hachimura or whatever his name is? I mean, that's kind of interesting right there. Like you said, Looney has been, well, Looney. <laughs> he really has. I mean, this freaking yeah. guy. I, what was that stat? It was some kind of crazy stat with him in rebounding. Yeah, Looney is uh, has the Sunday was his third twenty point rebound uh, game of it. Only of the the playoffs. Only two other players in the last forty years have done that: Dwight Howard in 08 and Ben Wallace in 03. So he has been really solid at that, Damn. and that does help. Uh, you know having help Draymond, really, you know, you don't have to be so nasty down there and you can kind of save yourself as well and be more perimeter oriented. If you have to, will they put, you know, Wiggins or Draymond right on Davis? And and I'd say they, they'll probably, or not on Davis, but on LeBron, they'll probably put LeBron, you know, on Looney for a little bit uh, because they've been trying to do that with this center, you know, Um, clearly uh, D'Lo, will have to be, you know, big on uh, offense. Um, and then will they, speaking of those ISOs, will they be trying to hunt him on defense? I think that's interesting. If you look at the plus minus against the Kings uh, for Curry, uh, in 158 minutes on the court, plus 45, 34 on the bench, negative 38. Um, and, and that is part of what they had last year where you start to see Peyton and you start to see these other guys, right, give them quality minutes off the bench. And so that's going to be huge for both sides, you know. Um, I do think the Lakers are going to have to get to the rack more. I think that's a must. you got to get to the rack more. Um, D'Lo can do some of it, but not consistently. Um, 
And then, you know, Beasley got benched by the end of the – and I know why, because he's never seen a three-point attempt he didn't like. But uh, (laughs) I watched him play a fair amount being a Timberwolves fan. He got benched. You know, they're going to need a spark with him too. It's like they got defensive sparks off the bench. But if they could have Beasley in, you know, Hachimura doing his thing with the three, that would be big, man. But uh, I'm excited for this one. I mean, like I said, for them to close it out and get those four days of rest, that's huge. They've been one of the best teams since, um, you know, the trade deadline. Um, how do you feel going into this one, my friend? Because this is a, this is a really – I mean, it wasn't long ago. Like a month and a half ago, they were like a 50-1, to 1, the Lakers. Now they're, now they're up there as far as odds. Um, how do you see this one breaking down, my friend? I I guess I was a little bit surprised that um, Vegas gave a, a slight favor to the Warriors in the series. Um, j- now, part of that could be home court. Um, but, I mean, the Lakers have been playing really good ball for the last two months. And as much shit as Memphis talks and Memphis being Memphis, Lakers took pretty good care of them, too. I know they, they kind of they took the front off the gas game five, but – they said, "Dude, y'all are yeah, y'all are turn around and smash. We're sending your ass back home to Memphis, and you're you're gonna be done talking." And even Dylan Brooks and them say, "I don't regret calling him old." Anyways, that Memphis team talk is cheap, so you ain't playing this round. Um, my like, I just, I guess my my initial thoughts on it, Chris, is that is this Warriors team? Do you have one more like run in you? Like, aside, even I last year was pessimistic or scared that they could do it last year. And then you go and upset Boston, which obviously was, they were, you know, an underdog in a way, I think from Vegas standpoint. So like, does this team of Draymond, Steph and Clay, do they have another year of making a run? And I, I just don't know, like I just quickly grow like cross sports here, like Tampa Bay and hockey. They went to three straight Stanley cups. They got bounced out in the first round of this year's playoffs. Like it's hard to consistently play more games in your sport for the playoff to have like almost an extra season, the playoffs, because that's more wear and tear on you that the other teams don't have. And I'm saying, I know LeBron has wear and tear. And Anthony Davis seems to get hurt and dinged up every year, but I just don't know. Is this going to be, are the Golden State Warriors going to be 20 and 0 in the Western uh, playoffs with Steve Kerr? Or do they finally like meet their match? Um, I think it's going to be a very fun game. Anytime LeBron and Curry have ever been in the playoffs, it's always been a, a showcase. I, those guys, Obviously, love playing against each other. It's going to be like the ratings are going to be galore. Um, I just saw I just saw a lot of moments where the Warriors just looked kind of like, damn, like dude, we're how many more years have we got this shit going on? Like Clay is not the same Clay used to be. Igudal is hurt. Um, you know, I, I just feel like maybe they're, they're a bit too old. I obviously I'll be sure. But on the flip side, form. Davis is you know. Every other game, it's like, oh, he dislocated his shoulder. Oh, actually, he's fine. Uh, yeah, happened. true. Oh, he's fine, you know. So, I mean, it, I know he's not as old as those guys, but once you, we talk about once you're big and you start getting hurt, dude, it's hard to unwind that. Well, and, and, and we're obviously not even – and we're not going to see the LeBron of the LeBron against the Warriors in the finals either. Like, LeBron still can flick on or that even light 20, switch. Or even 20 maybe, right? Yeah, but this is also the older LeBron, too, where he's not going to – be quite crazy. He he can maybe flip it on for a quarter, but he's not the 2020 LeBron. Let's not so. forget that 2020, he got, what, two months of rest before that? 
Remember? Yeah. If there's a break. So, man, I, I'm seriously torn. My, my, my head says take the Lakers. Uh, but also, I, I, um, the Warriors, right. they, they've all, but, so I guess I'll wrap this up by saying guys like, uh, Reeves, Hachimura, uh, D'Lo, like they're gonna have to step up because you know you're gonna get something out of like Wiggins, Clay, Looney. I think Steph and LeBron are kind of kind of you know just do their own little show. Um, yeah, who are I, they gonna put? Who are they gonna put on Braun? I feel like Vando's gonna actually come out on Curry. To be honest with you, um, but who are they gonna put on Braun? You know, I, I think it's probably a, Wiggins. I, I think Wiggins is probably your number one answer. I think that moments he can put. Uh, Clay and Draymond Trey. on him. Yeah. Obviously, I, I, I think you put Looney on Anthony Davis. Obviously, I'm sure um, Draymond will guard Anthony Davis as well. Um, yeah. Again, when healthy, that guy's kind of unguardable in a way. He really is. But, again, can you stay healthy? He does seem to – And just be consistent. Like, True. Healthy yeah. or not, sometimes – dude, if you got eight or ten points, that means you have to have, like, Looney rebounds. You know, <laughs> that means you have to really and, – and don't get me wrong – he has been a stud defensively so far. No yes. doubt about it. But he's just inconsistent, dude. And you can tell LeBron's like has to like calibrate himself during a game. He just has to, dude. A lot of people, oh, he's not doing this, dude. He's fucking old, man. He knows what he's doing. But you know, notice how he only went to the rack deep in that Memphis game when he had to. You know. Yeah. Well, that's how I kind of feel. Like literally the same point about the Warriors. Like there's stretches in that series versus the Kings where it's like. Yeah, yeah, man. This is this this is an older squad. Like five years ago, they was doing that shit on them, or three years ago. But again, when it mattered and you turn it on, they were there, ready to go. So you're not going to get 100 percent Clay and Steph and Draymond. And it's just same thing with LeBron. So I think it should be a very fun series. It's cool to see them play against each other in the same conference. Um, I'm going to take Warriors just because that's my heart. I'll take the Warriors in seven. I do think it's evenly matched. Yeah, uh, I'll take Warriors in seven. Uh, but hell, I don't think that the one thing that did hurt the Warriors was how Sacramento ran. I know that the right. Lakers like to run, but normally, at least when I've seen the Lakers play, there's something he said for you kind of do that little half court game and you let LeBron and AD kind of do their work. I think one of the reasons Warriors got tired was because Sacramento literally said, "Dude, we're gonna run, run, run." Our head coach is gonna tell us we're gonna run more, and so It'd be I tougher think, to score in this series though. Yeah, I do think that this will benefit the both teams where it's going to be a slower-paced game, which Golden State could probably use. Because, hell, yeah. De'Aaron Fox, man, that dude, he, he doesn't stop. Dude, so. even on makes, they're fucking, oh, shit, they already shot. Like, what I the know. hell? It's I, like three and a half seconds. How did they get a shot of? You, so. you made it. That's on a make. That's not even on a long rebound. Like, yeah, they yeah. go, dude. They I, fucking I know. go. So I, I I think that the Golden State Warriors are like, all right, dude, we're we're playing a good team, but at least we're not going to be one twenty eight to one twenty six. Like let's play a little half court basketball, which is something both teams have excelled at. Like the uh, we yeah. we said our first 100%. NBA, the the last two months of the regular season, Lakers had the best defense in the NBA. Why did the Kings want to run against the Warriors? Because Warriors have a good half court defense too. So. um yeah, I, I'm going to take Warriors in seven. I hope it's a lot of fun. I hope there's no damn sprained ankles. I hope this is LeBron, Steph, AD, Clay. Knock on wood. Yeah, wood at. near you, knock on wood. I, I know. And uh, and no, uh, and Draymond, don't get suspended. Like, hopefully the right. Because 
Well, well no, this. I mean, then he's not going to be Draymond. Don't that? Come on. Uh, well, we we need I him. Hear what you're saying. <laughs> sure. We 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 need him. We need him. And and Wiggins, um, I thought he progressed the series went along, and they obviously they need him too. He was kind of that quiet piece last year that really Angel. helped carry that team to yes. a title. They need he, he Andrew Wiggins to be what he was last year, and he, I think, he's probably got, got fresh got, legs. Yes, he's got fresh legs right now. He didn't go out because he was, you know, injured with True. a bad knee or something. Agreed. So All yeah, right, I'm taking, so, yeah. Okay, you can finish. No, I'm saying Dubs and seven. Dubs and seven. Dubs and seven. And I have the Lake Show in seven. Here's here's why. Okay. Okay. Um. Golden State falls too much, and we know who gets to the foul line, the Lakers, right? They fucking live at the foul line, and that's not just recently, you know. It's sure. been for like 20-something years. There's been a stat since 1995. They, they, get, they get there, okay? So the, the Golden State falls too much. They turn the ball over too much. And they don't get to the line like they used to as much. So I think that's going to have to be a key for Golden State is getting to the line more, just like I said, Phoenix. But they fall way too much. Um, this year, the last two years, I'd say they fall too much. Um, so that that's something to watch because if you can get points with old man LeBron on, just sitting there, whether he's shooting it or not, just sitting there, you know, holding the shorts and not moving, that's a good thing for them. But yeah, I, I, it's a it's a pick 'em type series, and I'm gonna go with old man uh, to get it done. And we know when you put the correct pieces around, whether people on the outside think they're correct pieces or not, 2020, right? Whether yeah. they think they're or not, and remember all the revamps that he gets to the finals with with Cleveland. They get they sure. like lose the first game, and then they you know gentlemen sweep everybody. And yeah, once you get the right pieces around him he'll take care of the rest and I feel like he's got the right pieces around him and so he's going to take care of the rest uh but yeah it's a great series and I, I expect it to go seven I'm right there with you sir I can't wait to have my uh golden state gear on in Vegas because you know as you you oh, have God. Vegas is oh, a Laker town God. man Vegas but I, I love I, Vegas but man the fucking they're like 30 deep too dude I know that that'll be fun standing just talking shit the whole time oh I hate Lakers fans in Vegas and, and, and whether they're real Golden State fans or fake fans there'll be Golden State fans there too so it, oh yeah I'll, yeah, that, I'll, yeah that's I'll good have to let you know how those games go in person that's gonna be um, we have to do a show from the a show from the sports book a a Friday if you night see a pack uh, of them if you see yeah. a pack of Lakers fans just get. I'll send you a, a message, a voice message, so you can play to them. Okay. <laughs> hey, this is me. This is someone from Minnesota <laughs> sending his love to you. Oh, yeah. I want to leave the sports book sometimes. It's like, oh, these. Are... I know. I know. But hey, the, the the best thing to do is to beat a team. <laughs> Man, that, that yeah, that's that series is gonna be a lot of fun. So. And they get real mad when I say, you know. You guys didn't get all 18 without Minneapolis. But that's a different one. That's a different story. It's a different story. But go ahead. Get us out of here, sir. So, Do it in a minute, too, please. On that note, we hope that uh, Jimmy Butler and Randall are back. And I hope that uh, – yeah, yeah, keep going. He Keep going. Go Spogo. And go Warriors. And stay safe. Stay warm. We love the support. We love you all listening to our podcast. This should be a great second round of basketball. And again, Nuggets and five. Go cash it at the window.
The boys are out tonight. Peace.